You are listening to Blue Notes, your premier destination for news and analysis on financial services, the economy, technology, and thought leadership. Hello, everyone. My name is Yuri Mariano. I work in learning and development at ANZ. We are here today to discuss cultural diversity in leadership. As a proud Asian Australian, this is a topic close to my heart. I know that like myself, there are many aspiring leaders out there that may find this useful. I hope that others can relate to this conversation just as much as I did and find inspiration along the way. I reached out to two people I admire to discuss the importance of having diversity in leadership. Aravind Madhava Murthy, who is the Chief Operating Officer of the Group Capability Centre for ANZ Bangalore, India, and Karen Huxley, the General Manager of Audit Technology and Data Automation at ANZ. Aravind, we often say hindsight is a powerful thing. What advice would you give to your younger self navigating the corporate world? And if you could change anything in your journey to leadership, what do you think that might be? Thanks, Yuri. Um, It's absolute pleasure to be here amongst uh, some distinguished guests and uh, my colleague Karen here as well. Um, I'm currently the Chief Operating Officer for ANZ Bangalore, been with the bank for 20 plus years. Some tips from my side is be hungry to learn more. I think that's really helped me progress uh, up the ladder. Demonstrate commitment. I think that's very, very important in whatever activity you do, whatever job you do, it's important to express and uh, be committed uh, to the job you're doing. And uh, one of the things which has really worked for me is pursue your goal or passion, come what may, because you tend to um, win on a number of things when you're passionate about doing uh, what you like to. So I think that's one important. And I sort of want to sum this up with uh, this last um, quote, which sort of I really believe in. Enjoy the journey as much as the destination. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aravin. Some golden nuggets coming from you there, and we appreciate that. Three things in terms of the elements of advice for um, the younger generation in corporate world. Be hungry to learn, demonstrate that commitment, and pursue your goals and passions. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And you, Karen, if you could change anything in your journey to leadership, what would you think that might be? Thank you, Yuri and Aravin. Thank you for your inspiring insights. As far as changes, I'd probably put more of a a female leadership lens or a cultural lens as well. One, when I returned from maternity leave, I felt like I needed to work doubly hard. I felt like I was doing things um, not to the full potential or not to full capacity and I was carrying all this guilt So I would say I would change that parental guilt I carried for the first early years of my juggling career with a young family to actually letting it go and, you know, backing myself that I did the best I can in that time. The second thing I would probably change is speaking up. So throughout my career I had some indirect and direct comments around my culture, around my capabilities, and I wished I would have spoken up earlier. So, for example, I had a people leader. So my name is Karen Huxley, so it's very Western, and she had not met me in person. And when I'd applied for a role, a data analytics role, 
when she met me in person, she said, oh, great, you're Asian. Asians are great with numbers, accounting and reporting. So I'm, I think you're the perfect person for this role. And I just bit my tongue and I wish I said something earlier to say my performance is not dictated by my cultural background. And finally, throughout my journey, I didn't have any visible cultural senior leader role models. And I wished I spent more time to expand my network and reach out and find out potential culturally diverse people that I could have a connection with. Thank you both for that. I do have a follow-up question that I wanted to, to deep dive into there. What are your thoughts around the roles and responsibility that a leader has in terms of the different cultures and how these cultures actually approach the career progression aspect? Um, Yuri, I think um, this is a very interesting uh, question. Um, and um, for me, leadership and empathy go hand in hand. So one of our uh, team members um, uh, wanted to quit and uh, my DR came back to me and said, look, uh, Arvind, um, this uh, uh, female staff has decided to uh, move on uh, and uh, are we okay to accept the resignation? I said, did you find out what exactly is the challenge? And typically in India, um, what happens uh, as the children grow up, uh, it automatically default becomes the mother's responsibility to focus on the upbringing of the children as opposed to equal uh, play between the husband and wife and the, the sort of social network. So in this case, um, the daughter of the uh, employee, female employee was uh, going up to ninth standard, grade nine, and hence um, she wanted to focus on her studies and whatnot. I said, is that all the problem? And uh, we sort of sat through and understood what exactly we could work out. And it so happens that the girl, the daughter comes back uh, from school uh, around uh, 2 p.m. Uh, and 3 p.m. and there's nobody to take care. Well, if your shift timings are uh, adjusted for you to come back, uh, start say 5 a.m. In, in the morning and you're uh, back uh, home uh, by 2 p.m. and sort of works out well. Definitely, I agree. Empathy and listening to our people is extremely important. And um, I am so pleased to hear that, that that lady was able to to reach her goals as well in the career ladder there. What about you, Karen? What are your thoughts? I completely agree. I think leadership plays an incredibly important role in someone's career progression. Um, if I take myself as an example, sponsorship and advocacy played an important role. I had a group executive that was my mentor um, many years ago, and she was the one who helped open doors for me. She invited me to executive meetings, so I had the opportunity to observe how leadership committees operated I also think there is a level of accountability that sits with the individuals themselves, but a leader helps encourage them, give them the confidence to take those risks. Thank you for those fantastic um, insights, um, which leads me on to the next question. 
The ability to effectively navigate cultural differences is crucial in today's globalised banking landscape, as you know. Could you share a specific instance where your understanding and appreciation of cultural diversity played a really pivotal role in resolving a challenging situation or opening up perhaps a new opportunity or opportunities for ANZ? This is a very interesting question, very close to my heart as well, because um, over the last 20 years uh, with ANZ, I've been with, I've lived in Melbourne for four years. So this sort of understood the culture, uh, what happens in Australia versus what uh, the Indian typical mindset is. I was managing a set of senior experienced uh, business analysts, uh, solution designers and uh, uh, testers in Australia. And back in India, that's when we started to uh, evolve and start looking at how much we can leverage the capability in India. Um, and we started recruiting some junior, really energetic designers and developers. These are COBOL programmers and so on and so forth. Um, the interesting dynamics which sort of came between the two teams was um, uh, in Australia, I had people who had a minimum of 14 years experience and a maximum of 41 years experience. And when you ask them how much they know about the system or the application, what they're working on, they sort of will say, you know, Arvind, I probably know eight to ten percent of the uh, of the application or the system. Back in India, when you ask the same question, um, and they probably have done a year, a year and a half uh, into the role, they said, Arvind, I'm pretty much done with this. I've done eighty percent. I think I feel confident, so I want to do uh, something more uh, and different. I completely taken aback. Um, it doesn't take 20 years uh, to understand an application, but at the same yardstick, it doesn't take 18 months to understand a complex system like Hogan. So what we did was we sort of um, uh, figured out a buddy program where we have the senior experienced um, developers and designers in Australia and the junior ones buddied up and literally uh, worked together and understand how uh, things can be uh, made much more easier. And traditionally, and this may be an Asian uh, culture and more specific to India, the first thing you will hear from uh, typical Indian culture is, yes, we can do. Okay. And in Australia, it is absolutely to, uh, is okay to say a no uh, upfront. Uh, but then Indians will try really hard and being enthusiastic on the day of delivery. You know what? We really tried this, but we couldn't. But that's sort of not acceptable for Australian. Um, and the cross-culture um, uh, pollination really helped deliver some, some outstanding uh, results as we progress in uh, delivering many initiatives in that space. It's amazing, isn't it, um, what we can get out of experiences and I hope our audience can relate as well. Thank you. And moving over to Karen. Thanks, Yuri, and thanks, Aravind. My story is probably the opposite to Aravind. Prior to joining ANZ, I was working at another bank for around 15 years. In that time, I had the opportunity to work in Asia as I headed up the internal audit function for Asia. That, in, that involved me spending time and working across all the countries in Asia where we had presence. And it was in that experience I had the opportunity to work cross-culturally. So really spending time with our colleagues in the various countries 
understanding the various regulatory obligations, but also seeing the cultural nuances. So for example, working in Japan, every meeting that I had, it was extremely um, agreeable. But what I found, real business occurred after hours over drinks, so, and it was a different story. And that's when you really hear their voices. Um, and so it was really interesting spending the time working with our Asian colleagues and really seeing the differences within Asia, because I think um, our Australian colleagues think Asia is like one country and assume that each country behaves the same way when there's actually nuances in each country as well. So that was probably my biggest learning. Um, the second thing that was quite um, eye-opening, I also found a lot of Asian Australians in leadership roles working overseas. And when I asked them about those opportunities, many were at pains to say they didn't feel they had the same level of leadership opportunities back in corporate Australia. So for them to move back to their home Asian country it was much easier for them to have a leadership role. So I found that quite insightful. And interestingly, I also found many of the leadership roles in those Asia countries were held by Australians. What I took out of that and the opportunity that I had for that bank was actually to understand what was our talent management um, practices for international assignees, um, how do we break the barriers and also look at talent within local countries. So I was very vocal in driving change in that regard. And I also spent some time um, investigating the data around corporate Australia and why is there a lack of representation at the leadership levels, particularly in banking. Um, and as a result, I was able to establish a cultural inclusion and diversity employee network to help drive that change. And that is something that I am passionate about driving at ANZ as well. Thank you. In an industry traditionally dominated by a specific demographic, how have you actively worked to break down barriers and promote opportunities for individuals from diverse backgrounds to ascend to leadership roles within the bank? Um, just for context, I do acknowledge that Corporate Australia operates in a very Western leadership style model. And what I mean by that is we tend to value someone who is quite outspoken, assertive, opinionated, vocally loud, and has gravitas. Whereas in contrast, when I think about in many traditional Asian cultures, and it's also largely embedded in our upbringings and our family values, um, there is high elements of respect, um, humility, and respecting authority. So there's a bit of a saying, um, the squeaky duck gets shot, and it almost is in conflict to how the Western leadership model operates. And so in that context, when I think about what have I actually actively worked on in breaking those barriers and promoting opportunities for individuals, there's probably three key things that I bring to your attention. Um, 
probably similar to what I called out earlier. It's identifying who are the key decision makers and what is the role that I can play to help drive allyship, education and awareness because systemically there are inherent barriers. And it, if I think about an employee's life cycle, it ranges from recruitment. If I've got a foreign name versus someone with a Western name, seem to get interviews more than than someone with, a, you know, a different name, um, all the way through to talent management and succession planning. We tend to hire people who are like us and think about people in those leadership pipelines as people who are like us. So I certainly think there's an important role in identifying those leaders who can sponsor, be allies and advocate for culturally diverse people across their entire life cycle. The second thing is opening doors and identifying opportunities where you can support other culturally diverse um, colleagues to help get them out of their comfort zone. And finally is creating that inclusive environment where they feel safe that they can practice. Great. Thanks, Karen. I'm sure people, um, I'm from an Asian background too, and I can relate to that when people kind of um, just want to sit in the meeting rooms quietly and not want to put their hand up. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that story. What about you, Aravind? What are your thoughts? Thanks, Yuri. And uh, Karen, um, a fantastic uh, response. So basically, we all know a more diverse work workforce will increase organizational effectiveness and productivity. Statistics and uh, analysis show if you have a very diverse workforce, um, your productivity improves by at least 9%. That's quite staggering. And as leaders and myself, it's been a learning journey for me as I've been able to support a lot of individuals and mentorship and whatnot. What I realized is if we want to really move the needle up the chain, it's about um, changing the organization policies and ensuring those design policies and roles uh, are done with everyone in mind. That's number one. Thanks, Aravind. It's been wonderful to converse with both of you today. Our distinguished guests, Aravind and Karen, on behalf of everybody, thank you.